Chapter Fifteen of New Adventures of Alice by John Ray. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter Fifteen, in the studio and and found herself floating through the air like a soap bubble. She struck lightly on the top of the tall hedge bordering the road, bounced once or twice in a really delightful manner then drifted along and was finally carried by a gentle breeze in through the open window of a dear little thatched house that stood just beyond the hedge alice landed with scarcely a jolt on a small table in the middle of a room which was very evidently an artist's studio for stacked against the walls were canvases of all sizes and there were two or three easels standing about she was just going to jump down to the floor and began a tour of inspection when from behind the largest easel stepped a thin pleasant-faced little gentleman in baggy paint-daubed corduroy clothes and an extremely long-ended necktie it was the artist whom the snipe had pointed out to her at the very start of all these adventures as the maker of the wonderful pictures in mother goose how long ago that does seem too thought alice rather wistfully the artist carried a palette and a curious assortment of brushes there was a hairbrush a toothbrush and a clothes brush besides two or three of the sort that house painters generally use in thinking about this afterwards alice decided that it was really a very good idea on the part of the artist for why not use a clothes brush for painting clothes or a hair brush for hair and so on if it's a portrait you're after said the artist politely i'm afraid you'll have to wait till next week for as soon as i finish some pictures i'm working on now for the poet's new book of verses i've got to start right in on the scenery for that plaguy pantomime and the worst of that is that the queen has insisted that in the grocery scene all the vegetables must be painted so well that they'll really be eatable and that's going to take a lot of time but by the way my child he added lowering his voice when you came in did you happen to see anything of an old wolf hanging around the outside door well sir answered alice a little timidly i didn't come in through the door but through the window you see i fell off the stage-coach and i understand interrupted the artist genially you just dropped in as one might say and i see you came down plump too he added with a smiling glance at the child's strangely balloon-like clothes you're a bit puffed up still i dare say about having been on the stage though you needn't worry about that he added consolingly you'll soon be quite your normal size again i'm sure this seemed indeed to be so for already her dress had shrunk perceptibly and alice was beginning to look more as usual it still however gave her a rather ridiculously blowsy appearance and made her feel uncomfortably self-conscious especially in the presence of an artist so she hastened to change the subject by asking won't you please tell me more about the wolf you're expecting is he a friend of yours i should say he isn't a friend of mine child whispered the artist glancing apprehensively toward the door in fact he's my worst enemy he's a bill collector you see and a most frightful nuisance he is too always knocking at the door just when i'm especially anxious not to be disturbed but speaking of nuisances <laughs> here he chuckled evidently reminded of something which gave him great satisfaction i must tell you about the crows they used to be a worse nuisance to my neighbor the farmer than that old wolf is to me but i fixed them yesterday i painted a full-length portrait of john o'gudgeon the wild man and set it up out there in the farmer's field as a scarecrow those thieving birds won't bother him again but i saw some crows flying right by this window just a few seconds ago put in alice i noticed them particularly 
for each one carried a little sack that's just what i was coming to my child exclaimed the artist delightedly you see they were so fearfully frightened by that scarecrow of mine that they're even bringing back the grain they stole last summer it must have been a wonderful scarecrow said alice laughing this complimentary remark evidently pleased the artist tremendously for he smiled beamingly and led alice to the large easel the one he had been working at before the interruption of her arrival upon the easel was a drawing of a rather timorous young girl dressed in a quaint old-fashioned costume and carrying a bucket in her hand in the background were three or four dogwood trees as i told you before the artist remarked affably i'm doing pictures that go to the rhymes in the poet's new book more mother goose rhymes i think he's going to call it and this one that i've just finished goes with a verse that starts the murmuring brook to betsy said why have you turned so pale i thought i heard the dogwood bark quoth she down in the vale but you haven't drawn any brook in the picture ventured alice rather timidly why exclaimed the artist so i haven't to be sure but come to think it really isn't necessary for the girl has a pail you see so she can draw the water herself perhaps he added you'd like to read some of the new rhymes while i'm making the next picture as he said this the artist took from the side pockets of his baggy brown coat several rolled-up sheets of the kind of paper alice remembered writing on with a self-steering pen she settled herself comfortably on a soft green rug smoothed out the sheets and began to read following verse is the one that happened to come first novelties pray visit our shop on the side of the hill at the sign of the galloping door come in and examine and buy if you will these novelties ne'er shown before we've muzzles for dogfish and splitters for hair and switches for beating the dutch we've pills that prevent one from falling downstairs and even a clog dancing crutch we keep a contrivance for waking one up by setting one's pillow afire a book of instructions for training a pup to climb to the top of a spire a safety device for exploding ideas a guaranteed smokeless clay pipe but better than that a fine self-raising hat and a pattern for cutting up tripe don't fail please to notice upon the third shelf right next to the yarn spinning top a wonderful thing i invented myself a new silent soup spoon so stop step in for a minute or two and look round our wares we feel sure with surprise for we've everything here that is usefully queer but you've heard of that word to the wise as alice finished reading a feeling of homesickness came over her for she was reminded of the many times she had read mother goose verses to her pets in the garden at home if only i had my dear dear pussykins and patsy here right now she sighed piteously curiously enough just as she said this a sudden breeze from the open window disturbed a pile of papers lying on a small stand near which alice was sitting and there drifted down to the floor directly in front of her a very pretty sketch of two sleeping kittens i can pretend that these are pussykins and patsy said alice trying hard to be cheerful and it will be really quite easy too for i never saw such a lifelike picture the artist who was tacking a fresh sheet of paper to the drawing-board on his easel overheard this and said complacently it is lifelike if i do say so why would you believe it since i drew that picture there hasn't been a mouse in the place and they used to take my bread and cheese off the shelf right from under my very nose perhaps suggested alice smiling at her own idea if you paint a picture of a large full-grown cat a real mouser like our thomas the mice would bring back the bread and cheese just as the crows brought back the corn that's a really fine idea my child said the artist thoughtfully and i'll try it just as soon as i get these drawings done alice now set the sketch of the sleeping kittens up against the ledge of a nearby stool 
and picking up another of the long sheets she assumed a serious air and said now children i want you to be very attentive the title of this is an explanation she then very gravely read the following the early bird at two a m once met the rolling stone i don't exactly envy them their working hours i own of course they pass the time of day or rather time of night said stone looks quite like rain i'd say and the bird replied it might they talked of this for quite a while till confidential groan the bird remarked look here don't smile i'm envious friend stone folks don't expect a thing of you not even any moss well i the worm however he squirm must get it makes me cross my reputation is at stake responsibility always seemed to have to take it's slowly killing me i'd gladly occupations change kind-hearted stone replied to hunt for worms i will arrange and i'll just roll bird cried if you should meet a rolling bird or early stone no doubt twould seem absurd had you not heard how it came about when she had finished reading these verses alice looked up to see how the artist's work was progressing and was astonished to find that he was putting the very last touches on a most spirited illustration the picture showed a crowd of mother goose characters all dancing gaily about in a large circle there's the captain cried alice delightedly and the milkman and the cow and dr foster and do look at king cole and the fiddlers while even the snail's dancing here she stopped short in amazement for the familiar figures in the drawing had begun to really move slowly at first but soon faster and faster and growing larger too all the while as they danced and finally led by king cole and the fiddlers the merry boisterous party leaped one after another from the paper on the drawing-board down to the floor of the studio where they formed a ring about alice and the artist and continued their capering the room now began to expand the ceiling melted away and changed to blue sky in which little pink clouds were floating and the walls became more and more like a hedge even the soft green rug that alice was sitting on seemed to be turning into a thick turfed lawn and the easels into hawthorn trees as the dancers circled round and round the ungainly antics of some of them threw alice's into spasms of uncontrolled laughter the milkman's cow mooley geezer was the most irresistibly comic of them all she was still wearing her skates and though lurching and tripping ridiculously at almost every step seemed still to be trying desperately to preserve her haughty contemptuous manner dr foster's medicine case had come open and was scattering pills powders and bottles in every direction the old man all dressed in leather was dancing on his back very much as if he had skated the only one that alice did not remember having seen before at some stage of her adventures was a gaunt hungry-looking wolf evidently the dreaded bill collector who had slipped into the studio under cover of the general tumult the dancers were soon moving so fast that it was impossible to distinguish any individual figures said alice turning to the pretend kittens they too had come to life but were still sleeping quietly the paper upon which they had been drawn was nowhere to be seen wake up my dears cried alice and as she had said this she noticed that the sheets of paper in her hand had changed to a book her own mother goose wake up my dears wake up continued a voice like an echo of her own she looked up the dancers had disappeared the artist was putting away his brush brushes and but no it was not the artist it was her own sister who was saying as she folded up her paint-box wake up dear why you've been asleep for almost a whole hour who'd ever fancy that so many unusual things could happen in less than an hour said alice slowly sitting up and rubbing the sleep out of her eyes and that was the end of the story in the book that betsy found in the attic end of chapter fifteen end of new adventures of alice